Hello everyone, and welcome to Walking with the Tengu, a podcast exploring classic texts for the modern martial artist. Today we're going to look at another selection from the Chinese philosopher known as Mozi. For a brief overview about Mozi and his school of philosophy, please listen to the last episode, How to Achieve Mastery. Today's selection is from the next book, or maybe we'd term it chapter today, titled Self-Cultivation. The selection addresses how we can get things done by remembering what is fundamental. Our current age has found itself more busy, more stressed, and more separated than in any other era of history as far as we know. Despite predictions, technology has made us able to work more without an ever blurring of the line between work and home life. In fact, there are numerous strategies and time management books and methods out there for improving your so-called hustle and accomplishing more through different methods of streamlining, efficiency, or tools. There are even apps out there designed to help you do this. For the martial artist, this might be what motivates us to go look up online different techniques or counters to things we fall prey to when sparring with our partners. Moses' quote today talks about how we can keep these things in perspective. I'll read the quote here in its entirety, and then we'll work our way through it in an attempt to see how it might relate to a modern martial artist. Remember that all of this is just my opinion, and is through the lens of my own experience and training. Your take may be very different. I'd encourage you to read these works for yourself, and in the case of Chinese works like this one from Moza, there's a great repository online at ctext.org. That's the letter C, T, E, X, T. Org. Okay, so the quote today is, Though there should be tactics in war, courage is fundamental. Though there should be ceremonies for mourning, grief is essential. Though a scholar should be learned, he must first of all exhibit good conduct. When the seeds are not well sown, there is no use in laboring for a good harvest. When the people nearby are not befriended, there is no use of endeavoring to attract those at a distance. When one's relatives are not submissive, there is no use in endeavoring to establish contacts with the outside world. When one cannot accomplish a single task from beginning to end, there is no use of attempting many things. And when one is ignorant of something commonplace that is pointed out, there is no use in pursuing wider knowledge. So, from the top, though there should be tactics in war, courage is fundamental. Put simply, it doesn't matter how good your strategies are, how advanced your weaponry, how skilled your soldiers are. If one does not have courage, none of the rest matters. From time to time, I get people asking me what weapon they should carry or what martial art they should take for self-defense. When it really comes down to it, it doesn't matter what weapon you carry or what martial art you train in. If, when the time comes to use either, you're frozen with fear. This is what Moza is referring to by referencing courage in contrast to tactics. You could be the best martial artist in the world, but if you don't have the courage and bravery to use your skills when the time comes, it may as well be like you've trained nothing. Likewise, you could have whatever you think is the best weapon in your hands, but if you lack the stomach to use it when the time comes, you may as well not have it at all. 
Courage is more important than any weapon or martial art for self-defense or combatives. The next line. Though there should be ceremonies for mourning, grief is essential. Imagine this for a moment. You're at a funeral, but you know everyone there doesn't care about the person who died. They're just there to socialize or for the food or whatever. What would that seem like? Yeah, it would be a farce, a joke. The whole thing would seem hypocritical. Again, like the line about courage, there's something at the heart of things, some base principle that must exist to make all the rest about a topic meaningful. If you're going to do something, in this case a funeral, what is essential is that you grieve. The specifics of the rest don't matter if you don't have grief. And so, on to the next line. Maybe you're seeing a pattern here. Though a scholar should be learned, he must first of all exhibit good conduct. How many of us have known very smart people who are also terrible people to be around? The entire student base of the philosophy department at my school were like this. They endlessly debated and argued with each other and anyone who would listen in an attempt to intellectually bludgeon everyone else around them into submission. There may have been someone who wasn't like that, but honestly, if there was, I don't remember them. It's been 20 years. I suspect not much has changed. Because, just as in Moses' time, a person can be the smartest person in the world, but if they can't use all that learning for good, they may as well not exist. They're useless. All that intellect is a waste of resources that could be better spent elsewhere. It's the same with us. We can be the best, most skilled martial artists in the world, but if we can't use our skills to do something worthwhile, then what's the point? There isn't any. We may as well have not trained. So, the next line. When the seeds are not well sown, there is no use in laboring for a good harvest. Pretty straightforward. The pattern is clear here. If you don't do a good job in your work, or laying the foundation of your work, there will be nothing to gather during harvest time. Likewise, if we as martial artists don't train well with honesty, sincerity, and commitment, there will be no skill to be found in us as the reward for all our efforts. Don't waste your training. It is the seeds sown that with labor will result in a good harvest for you. And the next line. When the people nearby are not befriended, there is no use in endeavoring to attract those at a distance. This is poignant in our age of social media. We can at times feel close to people, when we aren't really. I'm not certain if... But it doesn't feel to me like deep friendships are something people are experiencing as much anymore. And really, it isn't all that surprising. We're spending a lot less time together than we used to. People look at the number of people on their so-called friends list and forget that it's not actually representative of their real friends. It might be better called the acquaintances list, or maybe the people I met once and will never see again list. Humans are not actually capable of maintaining true relationships with that many people. Social scientists have used a number of methods to measure the size of people's social networks, which have, like, actual social networks, which have estimates ranging from about 250 to about 5,500 people. No matter how big your social network links may be, our actual circle of friends tends to be much smaller. The average American trusts only 10 to 20 people. Particularly interesting to me is that this number appears to be getting smaller. From 1985 to 2004, the average number of confidants that 
people reported having decreased uh, from three to two. Now, I said a whole bunch of uh, different stats there. If you would like the sources for those, um, uh, two of them come from the American Journal of Sociology, as an example, uh, go ahead and write me an email at walkingwiththetengu at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to send them to you. For Now, continuing on, for the martial artists, this could be related to your training partners. There's not much point making friendships with martial artists far away if you haven't even bothered to befriend at least some of the people in your own school. Investing in building some friendships in your school is easier than normal for two reasons. First, you're all consistently in the same place. And second, because you all already share at least one interest, whatever martial art you're training. An added benefit is that research also indicates that those of us with strong social relationships tend to live longer than those who do not. The last line in this first section is a weird one. When one's relatives are not submissive, there is no use in endeavoring to establish contacts with the outside world. So I had to go back to the Chinese for this one, because what does that even mean? The Chinese is qin qi bu fu, wu wu wai jiao. Crudely, this would be relatives are not attached, not diplomatic. So, I would take this to mean that if your family, your house is not in order, then what is the point of looking to the rest of the world for a connection? For the martial artist, I might relate this again to relationships in the school with one's training partners. For example, what's the point of bringing in guest instructors for seminars if you've not established a cohesive student base? Now, I know there are problems with this comparison if we take it too literally, but imagine a school that is factionalized and divided. Bringing in the best guest instructor in the world for a seminar isn't going to fix what's wrong at home, that is, in the school, even with the most top-notch training. One's house must be in order before we go looking outside for more. So what do all these things have in common? There's a base principle at the heart of all things that gives what one chooses to do meaning. If you are fighting, you must first have courage. If you are mourning, there must be grief. If you're smart, you must use your intellect for good. If you're sowing seeds, do so well, otherwise there will be no harvest. If you can't even make friends with the people right next to you, what makes you think you can make friends far away? And finally, if you can't even keep the peace at home, what makes you think you'll find peace outside? Okay, so everything before this has been laying the foundation and demonstrating the principal modes it leads us into next. I quote, When one cannot accomplish a single task from beginning to end, there is no use of attempting many things. And when one is ignorant of something commonplace that is pointed out, there is no use in pursuing wider knowledge. End quote. This is the quote that really struck me as meaningful for us, the martial artists. If you learn half a move, or just two of the main points out of, let's say, four critical points to accomplish a technique, or if you learn a form without ever learning the point of what you're doing, Moza is saying there's no point to what you're doing. We have to finish what we start. Pay attention to the details and learn to execute what we are attempting well. Sure, you may not get it for a while, but that's his point. When you get bored, frustrated, or distracted by something else, then there's no point 
to the effort you've already expended. You may as well have never done it at all. Likewise, Moses says that when we don't understand the basics of something, then there's no point going after other knowledge. If you haven't gotten a good grasp on the basics, the fundamentals of your art, then it's a waste of your time to go looking for the more advanced or difficult elements or techniques of your martial art. Don't waste your time. See things through properly from beginning to end. Make sure that each step along your martial path is done with commitment, even your mistakes. If I were to push this example a little further, sometimes you have to go up the wrong part of a mountain when you're in new territory and blazing a path. Then you've got to backtrack to find the right way through the mountains, and that's okay. But see it through. Don't give up after a few tries and just head back, making all that effort you put into it pointless. Now, a corollary to this, at least for me, would then be spend some time thinking about what you're doing and why. Ponder it in the quiet moments of your life, and every so often, double-check that you're still on track. Who knows, maybe your goals have changed, or the mistakes you've made have taught you something new that changes why you're training. It's going to be different for each of us, but the principle remains that if you're going to pursue the long path of mastery of a martial art, then it's worth your time to do a self-assessment from time to time, review the lay of the land, and make sure you're still on course. Focus on the basics of your art, and see things through one step at a time. Stay focused and committed, and one day you'll look up from your path and realize you've made it through the mountain pass, and are now looking out on a new vista. So, thank you for listening. Please share these episodes if you've found them useful in some way. Talk about these ideas with your training partners, but always remember first and foremost the words of the Stoic philosopher Epictetus to embody your philosophy. You can find us online at walkingtengu.wix, that's W-I-X dot com slash tengu, or email me at walkingwiththetengu, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can message me through any of our social media sites. Keep walking through the mountains and keep your eyes open for the tengu.